Tiff, we have a conundrum. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to stop doing intros because they're dumb. Um, oh, hello. I thought you were going to read my resume or something. Yeah, this is Ross, and he's a comedian, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, I don't even get a last I'm, name. I'm no. Wait, what is your last name? Ross Copeland? <laughs> <laughs> hello. Uh, first time I've met you today. This is the first time. This is how I like to keep it. Like, I like to keep it uh, with the mystery, getting the guest that I talk to every week. We talk every week. at least an hour. Yeah, we talk about for at least an hour every week for, I don't know, going on a year maybe. More now. More, longer right? than a yeah. year? Okay. Um, he knows all my deepest insecurities. <laughs> which is why he's on even the ones podcast. I don't Even the ones I don't freely give on, on stage, <laughs> which is most of them. So most of the public, if you've been to any of my shows, you've... You've seen all most of my insecurities, but you have, have been at, you've seen the ones that even my stand-up audiences don't get to see. I've seen the ones that your journal sees. Yeah, which right. is the very right. the, the very fear of somebody I knowing was, what's inside your journal. I was at an open mic just a, just a few days ago, and I'm helping move, set up the chairs, and I throw my notebook on the on the front chair, and the the front flop flops open. And my my buddy looked at it, not cause, not he just happened to glance at it, and I go. And I made a joke. I'm like, you want any of that material? He goes, I just read the first line, which says, which was, I'm so afraid of. And then he goes, I stopped reading. I go, yeah, it's probably better. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first few lines of my thing. So that uh, is my biggest fear. Like, I, I don't know why. And it doesn't, it's not a rational fear. But the only reason I'm not journaling right now is that there is anxiety that I have while the, I'm journaling. Yeah. The, that what will this look like sure. when someone else right. reads it? Yeah. So I, a lot of times, like, I try to make the font on my phone small as possible so that if anybody looks at my gigantic screen right. yeah. is not able to read the dumb little notes I put to myself. Yeah, I, I put footnotes in my notebook yeah. at the bottom just to be, just to say to any future reader who's stumbling upon this, you know, I, this is not, this is me just exploring something. <laughs> it may be completely politically incorrect or sexist or like I'm, I'm not, this, this isn't exactly what I think. Yeah. I'm just... Don't judge me. Sometimes I go off on these t tangents of thought and I just, I want to explore like what that feels like, but it's not necessarily my actual thoughts, you know, but you, beliefs. But yeah. Wait a minute, but you explore it. Like, yeah, sometimes. Oh my God. I'm, yeah. I would always out of fear that who's going to read this. Yeah. That I almost, my journals are very PC. Like they're very, really? yeah, this is. The, no, I mean, I'm, I don't go off on like. There's nothing like horribly sexist or racist or stuff like that, but there is stuff that's like horribly self, like deprecate, like dark stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like depression yeah. stuff. That that kind of stuff. Is I'm not what talking I'm really about like. the parts where I talk about the my passion for necrophilia yeah. in my yeah. <laughs> in my journal. I'm just talking about like general dumb emotions. Yeah. That yeah. that you're not. Oh my god! I can't believe I wrote this, or I can't believe I. Right. thought of this I, there's a there is a big there's a stretch of at least three or four years in my life where all of my journal entries were very very dark and very depressing because i was very depressed and i'm really happy now that that there's several years of um actual jokes that are somewhat funny between that dark period mm. and now just so that if somebody does you know my child, 30 or 40 years from now, after I'm dead, they go, oh, what a dad, well, let's look at dad's old stuff. They, they'll have it, hopefully more years of fun, interesting, like, oh, this is what he thought about waiter etiquette yeah. at the diner, to, to, to buffer from the dark period, <laughs> you know? And I did have a fear of like, if I die right now, this is the last stuff I've written, it's, Ah, it's they're really gonna dark, read. You, know? yeah. you have to end on a high note. Yeah. The fact that you have that passion or that desire to write this journal, so that one day your kids will be very interested in the in your ego. Right. That right. they want to learn about right. it. That's, That's why I brought ego. this up. That's, yeah. And I have the same exact impulse when I'm writing my journals, when I'm collecting tiny little memorabilia's from my life, oh, this was from Qatar, this was the first time somebody right. gave me, but I still have this, I right. still, I moved continents with this memory. Right. And uh, Ramdas, you know Ramdas? Yeah. Ramdas used to have the same bag, the same everything. Yeah. And he said one line that made me like, think of, oh my God, look at the ego. Right. 
when he said like, oh, I had this bag with me that I'm carrying around of memories in case I run out of now. Does that hit anything? Yeah. In that brain? Yeah. In and that brain. <laughs> in that dark, stupid, that idiotic <laughs> brain. Is it, is it on? Is your brain on? I'm Hello, crying. is there life on this consciousness over there? But you see my point? It's like... In case I run out of the now. And you're doing this in case of your kids run out of the now that is you. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a, such, such a, an egotistical, and I say this with so much love because I also have the same thing of like, oh my God, how do I think, like, how do I think I'm going to be worshipped by my kids yeah. to that point that they are just going to sit and be like, remember this amazing man? This is his thoughts. This is what he thought about this day. Right. Part of it though, too, is that I don't know if I'll ever have, I'm getting, I'm in my forties now. And Stop I it. At, but but I th I do think about if I do have kids I'm gonna be an old dad I'm already even if I had the child right now I'd be you know 50 years old when it when he's nine years old so I'll die before he or she is you know they're they're gonna be relatively young when I die if I have kids. So this is for so that maybe this is some some sort of like sorry I had you so late and I was so <laughs> old and then I died yeah. but there's here's a whole box of stuff that's interesting I think maybe that you might want to this is the person I was some but please read the footnotes because there's some weird stuff in there and yeah I, I try to justify it <laughs> just playing around with words I don't know <laughs> um, no that would but be I, great. I had a question did you what about your parents do you ever go is there any stuff that they have that you've looked at pictures or memorabilia that my, I think I get that from my dad. My dad literally at my 30th birthday, um, gave me an envelope that he saved from all the telegraphs he got when I was born. The he telegraphs of like, congratulations. Yes. And, yes. Cause uh -huh. he was in Qatar and people from Egypt are sending him telegraphs overseas to tell wow. him congratulations on the, it's, I didn't realize that you were born in the, in world war two era. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I didn't know you were born in the wrong part of the world. I, I was like, I was. <laughs> telegraphs? <laughs> I, don't, I know what telegraphs are because I like documentaries. You're older than me by like a couple of months. Sure. But still. Sure, but we don't, I don't. Yeah, I had black I don't know if anybody's photo. ever sent a telegraph in, since the 50s. I was the last telegraph okay. sent in the 80s. That was the last one, 84. And they, they were, so, but they were all congratulations. I, and you read and you read those and yeah. you're like, oh, this is. He has a piece of paper that, has, but see, it's about me. I was, I was just about That's to point I'm... that out. So the only, so I asked, is there anything that your father had that you liked that you want to look at? You, yeah, the stuff that's about specifically which, my yeah, first yeah. See, moment. The ego? Yeah, which brings yeah. me to the other part, yeah. which is he also has a lot of ego, and he's in radio. He has yeah. bodies of work of him doing radio. This is better than any journal. You can listen to him talk about things. And like, have you listened to it? Every time he sends it. Oh, you do? We don't listen to it. Oh, you don't listen. Okay. Right. A lot of times, it's very hard. My sister is on, t is on TV. I barely watch her show. I want to. I feel guilty. But it's almost this, like all of this is body of work that I supposedly for her kids or the, even the dad who has kids, the kids that are alive right now. Yeah. And they're like, later. It's fine. We'll look at it later. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's one of those dark things where it feels more valuable after he's gone. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. I think after they're gone, my mom is writing a bunch of stuff now. My my sister bought her. It's some sort of like program where they send you a a prompt every week, like a journal entry, mm. essay entry type deal, and they send it to you like once a week or a couple times a month for like a year. And so then you enter the thing, and then the company compiles it all, and then at the end of the thing they put in a book and they send it to you. Mm. So my mom's really proud of it and she's been working on it for a while. And uh, somehow I get emails every time she makes a new entry. I don't know how that, I don't know why I get an okay. email. She probably puts your email in there. Yeah, I guess there's, yeah. A, you know, and I've never read them in any of them. And, I, it, and not because I don't care or don't love my mom, but my, my mother. And I every time I see it, I think to myself, I should really read that. She made another entry about, and there are prompts like, you know, what's, a lot of them are, you know, childhood memory stuff or, you know, biggest fear, what, you know, happiest memory or stuff like that. 
but I haven't read any of them. And sometimes my mom will ask if I, when I visit her, she's like, I made another, did you guys read? And I'm like, oh, I haven't read it yet. But when she dies, I'm sure that it, I'll go back. I'm beginning know. to wonder what? whether that, like where it's, I'm telling myself that it's going to happen. Oh, when she dies, when he dies, I'm going to read, I'm going to be more interested. And like, it's, I think the fact is it's, it's same thing with photos. When is the last time you sat with someone just to watch photos. Oh, look at this. This was me in this vacation. No, I don't care anymore to sit. There is so much data that yeah. in order for me, I think maybe back in the old days, he gave me one envelope. What I'm going to inherit from him is a library of cassette tapes and a library of paper. It's too much data. I'm, of course, it's richer and it's going to be longer time for me to sit and sift through. But at the same time, you're almost overwhelmed by the amount of data that you want. Like, can I just keep the medallion that you gave me when I was 12? Like, yeah. I'm just gonna keep that one that's easier for me and I'll instill in it all the, all the memory and the meaning I have about you and your position in my life. But also ego. Um, <laughs> you taught me that. Like you were talking about this from one of your therapist's um, <laughs> uh, sessions that I'm getting secondhand therapy from you. Yeah. He, he goes to therapy and I like, Get the crumbs. I'm well, like, that, oh, you God. know, that, that's my joke that I just did. Oh, oh yeah. The indirect therapy. <laughs> I don't go to therapy. I, just, I have a friend who's in therapy. I just text him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask him questions, you know, like he's going to Costco. <laughs> hey, can you pick me up some coping skills where you're there? <laughs> I appreciate that. That way, you get, that way you get some of it. Yeah. He's on my net. Well, he, I give him my Netflix password. He asks his therapist questions for me. It was a give and take. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a very fair trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Entertainment for... Uh, yeah. uh, I had this weird internet. dream. Ask her about the, you know. Yeah. Can you um, just try to like uh, put it in the, uh, uh, what yeah. is the word? Yeah. Uh, like link it into the conversation casually that this <laughs> yeah. was your dream. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I've done, I have, I, I have friends that, 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 that that's happened to you have some sort of breakthrough in your therapy or they do and then they try to tell you as if they're experts on what they've just discovered you know it's um i guess it's why i take this psychiatrist role in all of my relationships it's because i almost feel like oh well if i was able to make it work on an idiot like myself yeah then i'll just tell you guys what i learned one of the funniest one of the things that you and i talk one of the phrases that is most often repeated, I think, is I'm telling you, but I'm also telling me. Yes. Like we say that yes. all the time, right? Yes. And I think we say it so often that it it's kind of gotten to a point where it's like we don't you don't need to preface that anymore. We know, I know. <laughs> and I think that's true of most people, most places, most conversations you have. Yeah. That's what's going on. They're telling, when people are talking, they're saying about themselves. And I think, about, yeah. Even if they're talking to you. It's also to relieve part of the, um, if, you're, if, you're, if you live in a house out of, made out of glass, don't throw people with stones. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Uh -huh. Because it's the same thing. Like I almost feel I'm a hypocritical, if I'm a hypocrite, if I'm giving you advice that I don't follow. But I know exactly why you're not following the advice because I feel exactly I the same either. way you feel. Yeah. So it's easier for me to hear it from the outside than how I'm feeling it. Right. To be like, oh, you've been saying that you wanted to post things online and you've been talking about this bank of videos that you're going to fill up with all of these amazing sketches and the deadline keeps moving. Yeah. With our every week, we're like, yeah. okay, no, no, next week. Uh, well, this, well, after I come, well, it's this yeah. one. And I almost recognize this behavior in myself. You did. And you kind of, I, I don't want to say you yelled at me, but it was stern. <laughs> it was like, I felt it. This was last week. This was just a, just last week. I was saying to you, I, I have a bunch of material that I want to put into, um, you know, digital form, you know, format social media format stuff I've been working on for years and years that works in stand up, but just with a tweak or two here could work as a, a sketch or whatever. But, but I wanted to, <laughs> I want to have a bank. I said, I want to have a bank of this stuff so that I can, um, feel you know, safe post. Yeah. So you can feel safe. That's really so what as I'm posting. Bank is cause I'll, cause I'll go through periods where I, I, I make a lot of stuff and I'll post a lot of stuff and then I, and then I run out of stuff and then I don't post for a while. Mm -hmm. So my idea was the bank. Um, and you, and you just 
caught that as a uh, procrastination thing that I was doing, putting, you know, the, um, uh, you know, I guess putting it, putting the obstacle in front of me of like, well, I not, I can't, I can't put myself out there for now because I don't have enough Mm. bank. So it sounds like it's a prudent thing, but actually it's just a fear of continuing to yeah. create this stuff. Or running out, which is another and again I recognize. Or running the fear. out too. Yeah. There's a fear of like, yeah, if I if I if I put stuff out there as I make it, that means I have to continue to create and create and put it out and put it out. But then there is no fear of it's not gonna be as good as the rest, like I'm going to run out of good ideas and I'm just going to have shit ideas like the rest of the people. Yeah. And that's another thing. But to- back to what you say. So you call, so this last week I told you that I want, I, 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 I've got a bunch of ideas, but I want to make, I want to wait till I have several pieces already edited and ready to go before I start letting them out. You, you called bullshit on that. Was that you calling bullshit on yourself, saying you're not you, Sam, are not are putting too much, too many obstacles in your own mm-hmm. way of progress? Um, both the I I recognize the same fear that you have, and um, like almost in our way of thinking about comedy, there is this illusion that we're gonna reinvent the wheel, like somehow we're going to come with the only unique ideas that existed that no one else thought of, which is a great, again, ego, but it's a great place to start. But I think over time it becomes the, you realize that the bar is really too low. When you go, I went to a show yesterday with people and I was sitting there with my mouth open to what people are actually laughing at. I don't mean to sound better than everyone else, but it was the disparity between what I thought would people would laugh at and what I think I'm creating over here in the secret lab that is going to make these amazing jokes. When you see people laughing at way simpler stuff than what I thought, you'd realize that I'm overcomplicating this. And my recent experience was this, was when I tried, I, I have to create something also, I have been behind as well. And when I wanted to create something, I came up with this Uber show that was going to be an anthology audio only show with sound effects and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm going to be the only one doing this, but that's a lot of work. And you've been a witness in me doing a two minute sketch that's been on the four weeks now to just figure out the right pitches and the right images. And so the timing of the changing of each image. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I recognized immediately how, Oh, look at how our brains are making us create all of these complex scenarios to avoid the tiger. The tiger is right there. You know, you just have to go play with the tiger. But you're like, well, let me just go build this amazing armor that is going to withstand me. No, it's going to be fine. A lot of people do it. No, I want to be different. I want to tackle the tiger in a different way. So again, almost the same train of thought in my head. I, I I heard from you the result of my thinking. Well, I need a bank. So I was like, oh no, I know this. I need to squat this out of existence because, and also a a part of it was, uh, and again, I say this with with love, I'm bored. I heard this goal (laughs) seven times. You're bored of my goals? There's a part of it that is like, well, you said the bank is gonna grow. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm bored. You said bank, 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 bank. Where is this bank? (laughs) <laughs> Enough with the fucking bank. <laughs> Either I see some banknotes right here or shut the fuck up. That's funny. I appreciated your frustration. It was felt in a po- in a motivating way. I and got I got done early what I wanted to get done that week. I saw and it looked great. Yeah. The the clip finally came out with a weird white line that we're going to talk about later but and so you did the same thing to me, uh, that dumb Uber sketch. Yeah. When you showed me, like I finally finished it and I was, I was ready, done. I was like, nope, I don't care how perfect or unperfect it is, I finished it. This took two weeks to make. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, great, you finished it. That's, that's, and I think you almost recognized that in yourself too, mm-hmm. of like, no, it's done. I don't right. care, it's perfect. I said that to you. I said, you said, I don't know how good it is, uh, or I don't know 
you texted it. I don't know if I can even tell at this point because I've looked at it so much, something mm. like that. And then I said to you, like, just for now, for tonight, just celebrate the fact that you, you did it and it's done and you can move on to something else. Which helped a lot. Um, and it just made me feel like I can celebrate this instead of the usual, which was I would always be... It's not good. You, why are you even doing comedy? Maybe you should go back to being an engineer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, or maybe you can't even work as an engineer. All you can do is work as an Uber driver. This is your destiny. Yeah. So it's like, it helps. It helps that you're, we're having a similar experience and then you can almost tell yourself something through me. And the act of you telling, because like you said, I'm glad it helped you, but really it helped me. Like me telling you this made me almost tell myself that, yeah, you need the fear of, I need an idea today and I don't have an idea in my bank for me to shoot something and put it out. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I'm safe here and with my, with my riches of jokes and bits right. that I will never just run out. And like every day I would bless the audience with one of my amazing gems. I think what you're trying to say, what you're trying to encourage is be less precious with what you're putting out. And what and my, and my pushback is I I need I, I don't want to compromise my level of excellence like what I think what I know I'm capable like what I know I'm capable of, of writing and creating and, and putting out. Hmm. So I think the fear of like if if I succumb too much to the don't be too precious about the material that you're putting out, I'll get too common and I'll lose like the standard hmm. that I'm shooting for. And then you will suck forever and forever. And I'll suck forever. You will never unsuck. Yeah. You will just keep the I'll vein get, with yeah. you going down. I'll get sucked into the, to the just dire like verbal vomit of material of just like and i'll get the likes and i'll get the things and it'll just so you'll get the likes and also? my standards will just drop so but you're still getting likes in my fantasy sure oh so you're <laughs> sucking and being successful at the same well, time you know you're not getting you know, maybe not you're not getting you know i think thousands you're like of likes. afraid that you're gonna sink below your standard yeah yeah of right okay let me play devil's advocate right now yeah. but your standard is been already exposed to the public what and it didn't mean? catch fire like your standard that you're putting <laughs> out here you've already you've released plenty you put it out. you're still nobody so <laughs> is the famous we understand where your standard is maybe, maybe we should question that standard you, now <laughs> like what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that thanks for that that was humbling i say yeah. I, I i there's a phase now that i'm in we're just telling you that, well, probably maybe if you're not getting where you want, maybe you need to make changes. <laughs> and I'm not just saying this on you. I'm just saying, actually, this is coming from a, like a, like a, in your personality, your personal, your personal reality, your personality creates your personal reality okay. in a way. All right. So it's from that realizing that, well, maybe in order for me to be a successful comedian, it's not going to happen when I'm sitting on the couch. I actually have to get out there and do the mics and do the shit and do the work. But I don't think the person who, who is getting that dream, the version that I imagine of Sam that is gonna get to all of that success, in my mind, there is a fallacy that something's gonna happen and I'm gonna switch into the Sam. Or like, it's, it's like almost something is gonna come and change the Sam into that Sam. Which in I reality, feel that, I know what that feels like. And I'm just realizing this week, this is a new one of my new revelations this week is that no and all it's i think it's the opposite you need to become that person first and then things will shift to your you almost you need to live that reality or or have that yeah. vision in your head now not wait for the external thing to change it and then you change to fit to the image not the other way around so yeah. Here's what I'm saying about your standards. So your standards right now are a product of the personality that is here right now. And your personality is telling yourself that this is the best standard ever. What I'm arguing is if you take that standard and 
put it into mud and keep like putting dirt all, all over it, it's gonna change. And the person who is gonna still be sucking but still being successful, I would call this at this point, changing of standard to yeah. a successful standard. I was on a date a few years ago and the woman asked me a question that a lot of people ask. Uh, she goes, do you, do you have a time or an age where if you haven't reached a certain, oh, I just touched the mic. Oh my God. I don't know if it messes something up. The entire podcast is ruined. And we got a thumbs up. <laughs> she asked me, um, do you have an age or a date that in your mind there, if once you reach that and if you haven't reached the success that you want, that you quit? Hmm. An exit date. Yeah, exit date. A lot of people ask, people ask, it's this kind of term. And I'd been asked that question before, but all of a sudden in that moment, I thought, I think actually I already made it. Hmm. I think I've already, I go, well, first of all, no, I don't have that in my mind if there's no exit date. But also, I think I've already made it because I've already, I'm already doing all the things I really want to be doing. I'm just not doing them to the level, at the level that I want to be doing them. I write every, I, I write pretty much every day. I get up in the morning, I write, drink coffee, and I write jokes every day. And I go out and I tell jokes pretty much every night. Uh, most, a lot of that's open mics, and a lot of it's bar mics, bar shows, and one-nighters here and there. Um, and... Uh, I'm not a uh, paid regular at big clubs, but which is my goal. But th from bird's eye view, it looks like I, I'm d the activities I'm doing every day are what I want to. I've already reached that level of what I want. You at least reach it habitually. Yeah, I live in Los Angeles, which yeah. that was a really, you know, that moved out here nine years ago. That was a big step. I, um, all of my friends are comedians. All of my, my entire social network is really funny comedians, really talented people. I'm surrounded by really ta funny, talented people. I do, I write comedy every day. I do comedy every night. Um, I'm lucky to have a day job that allows me to do all those things. And it's like the hour, I freelance, so the hours are, flexible enough that I can, um, you know, make my own schedule and make it like perfectly fit what I need. Hmm. So I actually, so I think I already kind of made it. Uh, I'm just not doing it at the level that I'd like to do it, but that's all like, I guess like gradient of, you know, do, you know what I mean? Like I'm already in the thing. It's just not as big as I want it. It's the thing is, inf and and the thing in general is inf infinite. There is infinite levels of success that you are going to be below every single time of the on the level on sure. the ladder. Yeah. I just heard uh, Camille Nonjani. I think I butchered his name, uh, but he had like a movie and went Marvel, and he was just talking about how doing movies is a completely different game than I'm a sell, I'm selling out as a stand-up comic. The uh -huh. amount of, he like immediately felt in a different league and like, oh, I can't compete with all of these big fish. People are, like, I think his movie, The Big Sick was coming against some major Marvel movie in the same, in the same week. And it's like, there is no competition to put my movie next to them. And you'd hear this from all the celebrities. Um, what is his name? Toby, uh, very famous, um, I forgot his name. Maguire? No, no. Uh, he used to do... Toby Keith? Bald musician, wears glasses. Uh, forgot his name. Moby Dick? No. I Moby? Moby, without the dick. Just, <laughs> Just Moby. <laughs> no dicks. <laughs> I confused him with the whale. You know how that works. Um, yeah. So Moby uh -huh. was talking about how he finally got to his dream, and he was sitting in Las Vegas in his suite... In, after a sold out show, uh, and all he can think about is jumping out of the window. Oh. He didn't, it, he reached that level that he thought was the happiest happy, and it didn't make him feel happy. I know, but that's so, uh, you hear that so often, but uh, I don't, I just, it's so hard to buy that. Uh, I, uh, and, and because I've heard a million, I've heard a lot of people say that they reached the, they reached the level that they, wanted so much yeah. for so long and then they we default back to shit. we're still not f fulfilled 
But also, I've heard Mark Marin say the opposite about how getting to a certain level of success has helped to alleviate some of his of course shit of course anxiety and um, the thing and the not that he's not that it completely fixed him and healed him but i have heard him say it does help <laughs> again because it's not black and white it's the same yeah. thing of saying like well money doesn't buy you happiness but they said happiness starts at seventy thousand dollars a year <laughs> so there is a certain range we're talking about yeah. a lot of us comedians are coming from a very low self-esteem uh, some of us and the comedy would validate and change part of your character because, wow, now I'm getting on stage and getting laughs. I'm yeah. actually not a loser. Yeah. And that would change your, but you're not going to be levitating uh, among, like, above humans. And I, like, I, my entire life is stories of if only this changes, I'll be completely different. I grew up fat. And I was like, if only I'm thin. No, actually, first, I grew up in Qatar. I was told that everything that is not, uh, here in Qatar, like, oh, you're not going to find uh, like the right uh, girlfriend or you're not going to find the, the right job. Everything here is closed. But once you go to Egypt, oof, everything is open. Everything is different. Huh? Egypt was your land of opportunity. Yeah. Egypt mind. was like the big city as compared to Qatar. Okay. Went to Egypt. Nothing changed. Still couldn't everything get laid. Oh, it's probably because I'm fat. Then I need to lose weight. Only if I'm thin. Yeah. Once I'm thin, everything yeah. is going to be fine. Yeah. Lost the weight. Still, things were shit. Still couldn't get a girlfriend. And it's fucking Egypt. Then I have to leave Egypt. If only I can go to America. Uh -huh. All of the happy people, all of the smart people, all of the intelligent uh -huh. people that don't litter, that don't rubberneck. There all are of these no people. cats in America. Uh -huh. And the streets are paved with cheese. This is an actual song? Yeah, from um, an American tale. Oh. Classic. Uh, check that out. Say it again. It's a classic, sh it's a movie, it's called An American Tale. It's uh, this little, uh, I think they were from Russia, Feifel. Yeah, she's not, she's, well, she, she's, she's not, not Jamie, head. she's not. <laughs> the, the studio doesn't classic Jamie it's package. It's a classic movie, it's an immigrant story of this mouse family hmm. immigrating from Russia to New York City. Ah. And they're telling each other, as, on the boat, as they're sailing across the ocean to New York, they're singing, there are no cats in America, and the streets are lined with cheese. I'm going to use that. Um, which, I'm going to use that. Isn't wrong. There's no cheese. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I, I have this bit that I'm still working on about, I call it losing faith in humanity. Yeah. It's because when I moved here, I discovered, that, oh, my God, there are idiots here, too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the idiots was an exclusive thing to Egypt and like the Middle <laughs> East funny. and the yeah, Arabs. Right, right. So, and like immediately I felt like, oh my God, we're all idiots. Right. Like it's, there's no, this special. I have no, I have no printing on my t-shirt. Yes. This is I'm such a complete an... idiot. <laughs> and this is such a, a long conversation. On the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the car, if it, to whoever's listening, on the car here, he's made fun of, he said, you're so American. Your yeah. shirt has no printing on Nothing it. Nothing on it. There is. <laughs> which brand is this how do we know that you're like poor or rich what are you wearing <laughs> you're just wearing like a, a, a celebrating so the color bland. blue what is this shit yeah no we you need to see your your class your uh, if we can get back Gucci. to me for a second i think Go that ahead. when i had that moment of when i was on that date with that woman who asked me if i had a, a, an out date or a quit date i think that was one of the like it was a big moment for me because the first time I remember not indulging in the, my happiness is over there. Mm. If I could just get over there, yeah. could just get to that, I'll have my, it was my first, one of my first times I'm going, oh, I think I've, I think I'm pretty much, I think I've made, you know, I've, I, it was my first time recognizing like the level that I had reached was pretty cool level, mm. you know? I got more to go, but this one's pretty cool. You know, uh, this that was is, a big moment for me. That's Neil Brennan's. He said, you don't like this life? Okay, let's roll the dice again. <laughs> let's see what you're going to get now. Yeah. If you roll the dice again, just, it, it's, this is the best it can. Like, you're very lucky to have what you have right now. Yeah. And that is another thing, too, because while I'm always looking for the next thing, I'm not appreciating what's here and thinking that everything is going to come externally. Once I have this, once this happens, then I'll be able to tell myself, hey, you're fine. Well, how about you tell yourself you're fine now? 
You know what? Just I'm sorry to Go cut ahead. you off, but what just occurred it's to me? I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call you out on some shit. Yes, please. You're over here saying my standards are too high. Then my I standards to, also are too high. Then I need to lower my standards and just put out shit. No, on, on that's not exactly what I said. That's what I heard. <laughs> but what I have told you many times is put your A material out online. I did. You won't do that. But I did. Oh, you do do that now. I did. But like, I'm, we're, we're still talking about reposting old new material. And I almost recognize the hiding of things of like, I, there is a certain amount of things that, I, and I still have bits that I'm keeping for live that I'm just, oh, this bit is not, this is like the next special basically that I'm just holding. I'm doing this live. I don't have it online, but most of my other stuff I put online. Okay. But also to bring it back, the thing is you see everyone, again, my sister has more followers and posts more videos as a dentist than I, I do as a comedian. was on TV. I have three sister. sisters. Yeah. I have three sisters. I am full of sisters. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, That's the title of this episode. <laughs> full, full of, of sisters. sisters. <laughs> you have a very specific morning, not very specific, but like your morning ritual is something that you developed over over years of practices and yeah. listening to yogas and stuff like that. Yes. Tell me, g get me into your morning routine a little. Okay, my uh, my morning routine is... Do you wake up at a certain time or... Yeah. Okay. By seven, between seven and eight, some, somewhere in there. Okay. But I've, I, I've recently moved in with... I've only been with, inside the girlfriend's house for two months. So hmm. this is all... So my morning routine has gotten shaken a bit. When it was perfect, what it was like. Yeah, so I get out of bed, uh, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, make coffee, and then as I'm, and then I, I got, I have to write, I have to get the ink flowing out of the pen um, as soon as, but it, bef I, the ink needs to start flowing out of the pen before the caffeine is fully into the bloodstream. Hmm. And I've noticed because if it doesn't, if I let the caffeine kind of like buzz me up as I tootle around and do, you know, then I'll do this. I'll get off. Like my brain will just go into like this monologue thing where it just, I'm thinking and I'm thinking and thinking and I'm telling myself a story about some sort of something that happened to me years ago, but there's no ink coming out of the pen. Mm. I'm just kind of like do it tootling around the apartment. Because you don't write free, like you're not free writing. This is, you're looking for something to write. You're yeah. looking for jokes. Yeah. You're waking up thinking about what jokes can I write about? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, your, your success is the ink touching the paper. Yeah. Ink coming out of the pen. Okay. And if you did not succeed? Then I don't get an X. So I have a um, wall calendar. And every day that I put pen to paper, I get a full X on the hmm. wall, on the calendar for the day. And if I didn't sit down, if I didn't write anything, then I get no X. Okay. And I got that from Jerry Seinfeld. That's not, you know. Sure. He said something like that years ago. And it took me, I heard that years and years ago. And then it took me a couple years to start doing it. And then now that I do it, I've been doing it for years now. Okay. Five, five, what if, years. what if you did not write anything during the day? You don't get an X. How is that affecting your day? You feel fine? Like, yep. Okay. Keep going. Or if it's one, if it happens, if, if I miss a day every once in a while, it's not a big deal. No, 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 not miss a day. You sat, you yeah. opened the shop. Yeah. You waited for jokes. Yeah. Nothing came. Yeah. How's your mood now? Pretty bad. Really? Yeah. Wow. But I work. I work. I'm working on it. I, I had that today. I've, I've had. I've been in a dry spell lately. Hmm. The last few weeks, I've been writing every morning, and it's mostly where the fuck are the jokes? This morning, I yelled at my brain on paper. Where the fuck are you? I'm here. Work. I'm fucking. I showed up. Yeah. Where are you? You know that story, right? What about? I can't remember. It was like a famous composer, and he had also been a dry spell. And then one time he was driving and then suddenly the ideas came to him right. and he looked around for a piece of paper. He couldn't find one. So he rolled up the window and yelled. He was like, hey, come back another time. Yeah. I'm busy right now. Who said that? I I've, can't remember. But it was a composer. Some, uh, yeah. 
Okay. It's, I, I've heard it from two people. So one of them was a composer. Okay. I can't remember. The I've heard the story. I've heard that. Yeah. But yeah, but come back another, and it's almost um, like the, it's the same thing. I, a lot of times I would go when I'm stuck on ideas and I'm like, I'm going to go meditate. Yeah. And I'm just going to have nothing around me. And if any ideas come, I'm not going to write them down. <laughs> and I close my eyes and all the ideas start coming. Today, today was the first day I actually yelled at the muse or whatever you want to call okay. it. Okay. Um, but I have been noticing the last several weeks that's just like, ah, it's not really – I mean, and I've written some jokes and, and a couple of them are kind of funny just in the last few weeks. But not a lot that I'm super excited about. Have you is, tried moving this ritual to the end of the day and maybe start waking up writing, just free writing, so that you don't have that pressure of jokes, 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 jokes in the morning? And you just kind of like have another session at night where you just write the jokes. Um, sometimes if, sometimes I'll try to open the, that portal again right before I go out for the night to, to, to do mics and sets and stuff. Mm, okay. That's a good time too. Cause that's like the brain is starting to go like, Oh, okay. We're about to be in a bit of a peril. We don't have a lot. <laughs> the pressure. Yeah. You got 45 minutes until you got to be on stage. Wait, let's go back to the morning. And you said you're not doing the, um, uh, thinking of death stuff. Yeah. So th I haven't been doing that since I, since I left my apartment. Can you talk two, about that? Two months ago, but that's a really, I, I, I have done it. But I have gotten away from it. But I and I did it a little bit this morning. Okay. After after you didn't write any jokes, right? No, beforehand. That that happens before I get out of bed. So the very very first thing upon awakening is um, I have some motivational stuff that I usually read to get my eyes open. I used to read the news in the morning to get in order on my phone in order to get to my eyes adjusted to the light, the which is the worst thing. That's a worst. I'm barely awake. I'm just. Barely opening my <laughs> eyes, and I'm like, uh, fires in Maui, and you know, b b people being shot and killed. Uh, what am I doing? So I have some motivational stuff that I read now, um, just so that I can not fall back to sleep hmm. and get some good stuff in my brain. And then um, I saw this thing on YouTube. This this monk had this uh, five things that he does ritual so i started doing that and i did this for for a long time and i and i still basically do it although like i said my living situation now is a little bit we're judging slower. you very hard i know so you think about death you reflect on death that's that's number one while you're still in bed before you get out of bed you think about uh the mortality and that uh what is that like like i'm gonna die one day yeah no it's 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 to do the it's to it's for the live each day as it's precious. No, no, but oh, the thinking you're thinking. What are you like thinking about? I'm gonna die one day, or yeah, but I think, but you, yes, you do think that. You think you think I'm gonna die one day, but it's it's in order to remind yourself that um, your days are not. They're numbered. Yeah, they're numbered, and yeah. and and they should be treated with you know respect, and 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 let's not waste time. Uh, so then, you, uh, number two, you make your bed, which I've been doing. Yeah, you know, I've made my bed a lot. I'm also in another special program that that's like the big thing, like make your bed. Bed make your making bed. program. It's a it's a it's a special secret program. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> they, they 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 are big on making the bed first thing in the morning. They uh, make a bed uh, luminati. I don't know. I tried. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's a yeah. It's a double letter. It's a cabal. Yeah. It's a double letter uh, uh, program. Okay. Uh, it's twelve steps to it. It's you know. Oh, okay. Um, it's like a cult. It's. There's there are aspects there are cult aspects which we've talked about opinions. Um, yeah, you really throw me off. Uh, think about death. Make your bed. Um, uh, meditate. Okay, wait. Think about death is not meditation. No, that's just a quick little. That's just really really quick. Oh, uh, that's just. I'm, a, up, I'm gonna die. Right. That's just a quick oh, that's reminder. Like, all oh, right, I'm gonna die one day, and uh, every day is precious, and let's not waste. You know, what's yeah, boom. That's just that's just that's not a meditation. Okay. Think about death. Uh, make your bed. Meditate. Uh, do a chore, and then do some active charity. Oops, I keep touching them. Active charity. Active. Seven a.m. in the morning. What are you doing? Active charity. Yeah. So a chore is, uh, you know, usually it would just be wash a dish okay. from my, the night before, or. Um, straighten something or sweep that was a that's an easy one because i have like a little dustbuster 
that I'm kind of obsessed with using. So I just just sweep up a little bit. Okay. Um, and then the act of charity, he goes, if you don't have anything, if you don't, if you don't know what to do as a monk, I guess they go out in the community every morning and like they take, um, they collect donations. But he suggested that you get a little jar and you have a stack of $1 bills. And then every day you put, you take a stack, you take one of the bills off that stack and put it into the jar. And then once, if once the stack is gone, then you just donate that money. I see. Okay. So I've been doing that yeah, yeah, yeah. for a couple of years. I, I would not have the patience to have the stack of dollars and I will just put them all in the bag. No, it's kind of nice. It's and just wake right up there. and look. Just... See this? I'm going to donate this one day. Yeah. And I have a little, I have a little uh, wooden Buddha statue that my dad gave me that I put the, that's like on a shelf. And then the little jar, the can, it's a can. I put I it see, in front of the Buddha. And I call it the Buddha can. <laughs> and then my girlfriend does all these like, runs and stuff she's just like triathlons and marathons and stuff and a lot of times she'll be raising money for some sort of cause like the marathon will be attached to some sort of cause and so she'll she'll go is there any money in the buddha can because i'm running this race and i'm just like it's not an atm i'm laughing because your girlfriend sounds gay like <laughs> i don't know why yeah she doesn't sound like that at <laughs> the all. imitation you make that's my mom's voice too my mom, my my girlfriend, my sister, they all sound they all sound like that in my when I talk about and they none of them actually sound yeah, like I've that. Yeah, I've never it's seen a woman sound like that, yeah. So I sometimes I have to give I don't have to, but sometimes I'll give. But I mean, I'm still it's still going, you know, still donating it to charity. It's no, that's great. I I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. It's just like you just take a dollar, you go, "Don't don't the dollar the stack is right here, the jar is right they're right next to each other." Mm-hmm. And, and then it, I don't actually don't and then you just you know, you recycle that money yeah yeah i'll i'll don't i when i you know i'll donate online on the credit card or whatever so like the stack of bills just to take them out oh, of the jar wow. and put them back in the stack it solves another problem it's the me. same do, it's the same 50 yes, yes, i yes, do yes, 50 yes. at a time okay okay, okay. you're yeah. not you're just taking the money from your account and actually yeah the, yeah the donation yeah. happens online you're on right, credit okay, card right yeah no that's great i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try using that because i'm i've been looking for charity stuff and i always say like well i don't i'm so i'm so uh, uh, poor right now when blah 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 but this is an easy thing to do it's it really yeah i again part of that special program i'm in is that's a big part of it is the service serve you don't when you're serving other people, you're not focused. You, you can't yourself. be focused yeah. on yourself. Yeah. It takes you out of self. Um, and so like, it's always a pitfall of, or it's always like a, a fallacy that you don't have enough. Like, mm. Oh, I, I would give if I had more, if I, I could give, um, there's, you know, there's something you can do and you, it, in a way it's a, you, you, it's necessary to save yourself from your own demons hmm. to get out of the, your own head. Yeah. That is the worst. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I've been able now lately to catch myself when I'm about to get angry and like not stop it, but I, I would start laughing right now. Every time I feel like I'm about to get angry, I just like, st- I try to start laughing because it just immediately okay. makes it like, Oh, this, a lot of people cut me on the streets. And every time I would make the story of, uh, yeah, that was on purpose. This was deliberate. Blah, right. Blah, blah. He, I've heard you talk about this. Yeah. That person left his apartment today so that he could come cut me off. Yeah. Yeah. I like, because it's like almost when it comes at a perfect time, you're like, why would you do that exact move right now to stop me? You're in my way. You're in my way perfectly. Yeah. That it had to be on purpose. You had to have been planning that. Yeah. Or like, again, this, uh, when somebody, like when you're driving, not fast, but you're driving whatever speed and you feel like I'm doing the speed limit and somebody does two miles over the speed limit next to you and they cut in front of you. You're like, why do you think you're more important than me? Where do you think you're going? Well, we're all going on the same road. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like uh, now. Your technique uh, is to laugh. It's I laugh out of catching myself about to go into the program of anger. Like, oh, I'm about to change literally my heart rate. Like notice it. I I notice that my 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 breathing becomes shallow. I'm suddenly in my head. My vision gets narrower. Yeah. And I'm like doom, death, uh, like uh, anger. And you, if 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 I don't notice it, I just keep staying in that 
energy for a, for a longer time. Yeah, no, I know exactly that feeling, but I've never it never occurred to me to start laughing. That's a great thought. Though. I it's been working. It's been I almost like oh, you look at what you're gonna make right. me do. You're yeah. gonna make me change my physiology. I'm gonna try. I would love I'm to like, try that. <laughs> And it sometimes f sound fake and frustrated, but it's like, oh well, yeah. this happened. This also happened. Yeah. Uh, I I would. I'm As trying. An, an, an antidote to the anger. It feels like if it, it like when you're in that anger, it feels like somebody injected your yeah. blood with anger serum, and you're just. And yeah. I don't know if this is a guy thing, but I remember when I was younger, if I show li li less than what expected anger in society, people think that you're less than. Well, he didn't react. No, so, that's a big part of it, and that's the ego thing. So, People are, yeah, that's yeah. So yeah. there is almost like the. It almost sounds like a sign of weakness from man right, perspective. Right. And you say, well, what he was would able they to think about me if they knew that I let this happen yes. without saying something? Yes. So, and I think yeah. that also makes you build up because there's a lot of part in the anger, and we both have anger issues. Of am I right? What? I'm right, right? Like you're almost trying to justify that you're allowed to be to go full throttle on anger because well look at what i'm not wrong right he did it right then i'm justified right to do that i want to i'm trying to have questions uh like questions to end on so let's see i'm gonna try one on you do you have uh like if you would have one rule that you would say that everyone should do this or everyone oh god i have do you have you have a lot of those right do you have one of them that everyone should head? do yeah something don't we all walk around with those like one random one for me is you should wash your hands after you pee. That is a very simple thing that I see mm. people don't do a lot of times, and, and I just don't understand how that's a thing. It's, again, part of my OCD. You should wash your hands after you pee. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in, like, public. I don't know. I don't care what you do at home. I thought about this the other day. I think, I think if I could figure out how to really believe in myself... <laughs> I would be able to do almost anything. And I, th I think I had this thought of like, I, th this might be the biggest, this might, that might be the pursuit of my life hmm. is to figure out how to b believe that I can do something that I imagine in my head. And, um, and it's a weird, when you think about it, sh it, it sounds like it should be, easy mm. like shouldn't you don't you, you we all have this impetus to like protect ourselves from dying you know like we we jump at the something a loud noise or like we run away from a danger like physical danger self we have that self-preservation -preser thing pre yeah yeah why don't we also have that oh the thoughts that i have and the abilities that i have inside I believe that they're there and I believe that I should be could Why don't I have that? I don't, I want to succeed. I don't want to die, you know, like, but I don't, it's, it's extraordinarily difficult. So I think that that, I think that's, if everybody could do that, we would be pretty, pretty cool. That's a great one. How is that even possible that you could hate yourself? I don't want myself to die. You know, it's just is such a weird concept that that's even possible yet. It is extremely possible and it happens all the time mm. it's very strange so your rule is people should love themselves more that's an amazing one <laughs> yeah thank you buddha ross i don't thank know. you for being on my episode all right. uh and then uh, our signature ending is that we don't have one so podcast ends okay. let's read it <laughs> okay thank you trana bye